the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Got no time to take it slow But I talked to Santa Claus and He gave us one private evening Good morning everybody, this is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD I'm streaming live, but all you can see is Ken's Zaire's name on the <laughs> But uh, that's okay, you can still hear me, I think I hope They should be able to hear you just fine, Doc, yes well, I just popped up now on uh, on Restream, and so that my face is going out now. So I don't know what's going on. It's got to be at your end, Ken. I'm going to come over there and get those things straightened out. We need a geek. We need a geek. We need Joe to be more geekish. <laughs> so uh, today is is Christmas Eve, dude. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, you know, uh, it, it's uh, Jesus's birthday, so the little guy is. Uh, coming back into the world or never left the world, whatever. I'm not sure which, uh, but, uh, the guy that's really made it famous is St. Nicholas. Did you know that? Uh, made who famous? Made Christmas. Famous. Oh, okay. I'm not sure why because of presents. Well, I, I think so, but you know who he was? Do you know his history? St. Nick? No. Imagine he jumped, he rode the sleigh and. He he was born in what's now Turkey, and he was a Christian bishop, and he was born in 270 A.D., and uh, he died in, in the 300s, and uh, he never married, and he was uh, purported to be a miracle worker, and uh, he gave gifts to children, to needy children, and he's also the patron saint of, uh, of uh, woodworkers, uh, sailors, unmarried people uh sailors merchants archers he's got a whole bunch of things that he's uh, and children i would imagine and children too and he uh he 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 is what santa claus is based on saint nicholas and the uh, the orthodox church celebrates christmas on uh on the feast of the of the nativity i believe on what's that january 6th you are <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, at any rate, he is uh, Santa Claus, and he was supposedly at the First Council of Nicaea, although nobody can document that for sure. And the First Council of Nicaea is where the Christian Church formalized the the, cre- the credo, the creed of the of the Christian Church. There's very few things that are that are set in stone as making you a Christian. You know that. I mean, you have to believe that Jesus is God. It's all, it's all internal. It's all in your in your head, yeah. in your heart. Yeah. yeah. It's not like Islam uh, where you have five pillars and you have to believe this and the the, uh, the Quran is the last word of God is given to Muhammad after he had had a seizure or two. 
So he was postdictal. Today we just put him on medication. He wouldn't be hearing any. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm interested uh, about uh, Saint Nick. Do they uh, have you found any information on what what the miracles were attributed to Saint Nick? Because you can't be a saint unless you have miracles attributed to you by the Pope. Yeah, I I, I don't know what he did exactly. Let's see. Little is known. About just too old. Story. Yeah, just too far away. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess if he made it to the first council of Nicaea, that was probably a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere deep in the Vatican they have that answer. And uh, he res- he resurrected three children who had been murdered and pickled in brine by a butcher planning to sell them as pork during, during a famine. So That's a miracle. He brought people back to life. But, I mean, come on, three people? Hell, I've, <laughs> I brought way more people back to life. But they <laughs> I don't think they're going to make me a saint, though, kid. Probably kind not. Of, no. Kind of hurts my feelings, to tell you the truth. I thought I should be. Uh, not that the Lord isn't working through you in some way, but it's, you're more medical than. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll let Nick work his side of the street, and uh, and I'll work mine. How about That's that? That's right. Fine. And if he wants to bring pickled babies back to life out of a brine barrel, well, go for it. Buddy. More power to him, absolutely. Or if you can do, it, yeah, let me know what you. Let me know the science behind it. I'll, I'll plug it into the. You'll practice. be rich. That's right. <laughs> I'll plug it into the practice, baby. I'm already rich. What are you talking about? Be richer. I'm, I'm happy. I've got everything I need. A radio show. I've got you. Well, you're right. What more do you need? Exactly. What more do I need in my life? You got radio in me. <laughs> so, uh, did you hear about uh, Fat Leonard? You know the uh, the swap that. Joe Biden did with uh, Venezuela. Now, I've heard a little bit. I haven't been paying a lot of attention to that story. Tell me more about it. Well, Fat Leonard. Uh, Fat he, Leonard? Fat Leonard. <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's a Singapore businessman, and uh, he's wanted here in the United States because uh, he was bribing, uh, supposedly bribing the captains of, of, uh, of the fleets, of the American fleets, to go to certain ports where he would take care of the ships and refurbish them. And he had a little, little, little thing going where he was the, the man to go to, to get your ship back up to snuff uh, when you were out of fuel or you needed supplies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he was, uh, he was inviting uh, the captains of these ships out and supposedly getting them. Uh, how do you say it? Uh, people who accompany you of the female persuasion. Ah, I see. And uh, food and nice hotel rooms, and I guess a couple of these of these uh, career Navy guys they lost their 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 careers, and so Fat Leonard fled. He made it. He made it to Venezuela, and the Venezuelans locked him up because they don't like Fat Leonard either. So we have something in common with Venezuela. <laughs> so they shipped him back here. What did they get? Uh, we well, we're going to lock his ass up. Oh, okay. And, they got back, uh, I don't know, some of their thugs that no. we've been holding. Who knows? Yeah. any rate, Fat Leonard's back home, and uh, David Lausman is one of the military guys, one of the Navy guys that, that got thrown under the bus because of uh, Fat Leonard. And so I guess he'll be doing time. They lost for, their commissions, lost their pensions. Hardly, yeah, hardly lost, worth it, huh? Supposedly, but... You know, I don't even know if they really did anything wrong, uh, but they apparently were 
accused of doing something wrong. Yeah. Probably and, lost their ships. And the military, you know, if, once you have that stigmata on you, it's it's tough to get rid of it. I mean, you can be a politician like Joe Biden and have done all kinds of bad things, and, you know, they really don't stick. You just deny it, yeah. You just deny it. That's right. But not, right in the military, they don't put up with that. They don't like, especially public failures. No, they don't like that at all. The military's, uh, at least until recently, has been pretty uh, pretty strict. I, I mean, you, you are not supposed to... Uh, have an affair with another fellow military person. I don't, we don't say military men anymore. We have to say military person. Soldier. Soldiers. Sailors. Right. Marines. Marines. There you go. Air Force. Pilots. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're not supposed to do this and not do that. And if you have an affair, you can get kicked out. So if you're married and you have an affair and you get caught, um, that's that's a court martial offense, and you'll get a dishonorable discharge. I doubt they enforce that a whole lot anymore. Mm-hmm. My God, they probably have to fire half the base. <laughs> <laughs> but it does teach you one lesson, Ken. And what's that? You better be discreet. <laughs> oh, be better be discreet. good. Better be, be good. good. Well, you can be good, and. Uh, but if you can't be good, be discreet. Okay. I'll keep that in mind, Doc. Thanks. Good All advice. right, buddy. Worldly advice there. So Fat Leonard's back, and uh, we're all rejoicing. Welcome home, <laughs> Fat Leonard. <laughs> well, I'm glad it'll go like him. Christmas. <laughs> Wasn't that a so, Bill Cosby character, Fat Leonard? So. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bill still in prison? No, Bill's out. He got out? Oh, yeah, he's been out for a while. Oh, good. But somebody else, I think, filed some charges against him now, so I think he's starting all over again with somebody else. Now, I guess his wife's not too pleased with him anymore either. Oh, she divorced him? That's what I don't think they're divorced yet, but I don't think they're, well, you know, no, taking vacations out, together. Yeah, Working out the, the, the finances. Probably, yeah. So Well, I mean, yeah. Bill was, uh, he was a big name. Hey, I tell you, I... Regardless of the guy, I once spent a night at the Eric Round Theater in Chicago laughing so hard at his show, I was in pain, Doc. I was literally in pain. I mean, you know. Such talent. Women, oh, he's, he was funny. And and these women come forward after decades, uh, and I, I don't know. What do they get out of it? Just just anger and, and revenge? or Money, what? I guess. Money? Yeah. They get paid off, too? I'm, I'm sure they do. Yeah, but you know, sad. That's why I'm, that's sad why to I'm, see him. Sad, sad to see him end up like that. Yeah, and uh, that's why I'm faithful to my wife. So am I. She, yeah. Well, yeah. She. You, you're faithful to my wife. No, to mine. <laughs> oh, the years. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I didn't know there were the two vivacious Deborah. The vivacious Deborah. That's who we're talking about over here. So. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think so, you have weapons in the house, don't you? So I would be careful. I would be better, yeah. Oh, speaking of weapons, oh, my gosh. I took my car up to the car wash the day before yesterday, and and uh, they washed it. And I, I don't know what they did. They pushed a button or something and folded my mirrors all the way in. And I thought they were broken because I couldn't get them to go back out and, you know, work the way they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went back to the car wash, and I said, you broke my mirrors. And the lady came out, and she said, well, 
you know, let me get the manager, the owner, because he probably knows how to fix it, but he wasn't there. And so this, one of the guys that works there comes running up and he tries to get my car. He says, I know what to do. And I'm like, dude, you're the one that messed it up. Away. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he was mad. He was hot. And I was, had my hand on my pistol. I was afraid he was going <laughs> to beat the crap out of me. Sound like a carjacking taking place all of a sudden. And, but, uh, she said, oh, well, there's obviously there's there's got to be something that you can do, a button or something. So I read the manual, and sure enough, there's a little button right above the, uh, you know, the uh, little electric thing that makes the side view mirrors go in and out and up oh, and down. Sure. And I pushed it and click. It was back to normal. So I guess this guy knew what to do, but, you know, he came charging at me uh, to get into my car. I'm like, dude, it's my car. Get away from it. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I should go back and apologize, huh? No, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you don't run up to somebody trying to get in their car in this day and age. Uh, yeah, I mean. Especially I, somebody I, over the age of 65. Yeah, and if he had just said, hey, uh, hey, doc or hey, sir, you know, I, I know how to fix it. Let me show you. I said, okay, good. Or at least so, identify the fact that you work there. Well, I knew he worked there. That that I understood, but still, running up to to my car like that yeah. was a, a little shocking. Just shocked. I was shocked. Just shocked. There was actually gambling in this place. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what next? What next? And by the way, when you leave the house tonight, make sure you collect my uh, my money that I won at the at the crap table. <laughs> <laughs> And no more gambling in there. Yeah, exactly. So did you hear the Iranians have a spy ship now? That Yeah, helps them, I saw that. It helps them direct their attacks. And apparently they, they hit a, uh, a vessel that was like a, a one or 200 miles off the coast of India. Boy, they're really going for it now, aren't they? They're trying to disrupt commercial shipping, yes. But you know what? If they want to fight, we're ready for them, so... And they're heading that way. If Joe will fight. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. He seems to be more more about uh, uh, loving than fighting. He wants everybody to be happy. and uh, That's right. For, for sit, Trump. Sit around, sing Kumbaya. Everything will be fine. Yeah, he, he, he just doesn't say nice things about Trump, and I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he knows who he's up against, you know, that's the. I was worried he wouldn't even know. He wouldn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that other guy? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I just, you know, he, I just, he may think it's a primary. He's looking for Hillary. He doesn't know. Uh, it, it, it just, it's shocking that we have a president that is demented. I mean, it's, he's, he's unbelievable. But I'll say one thing. They did a good job with him with his medications for his Parkinson's disease because when he was campaigning, I mean, he looked terrible. He could hardly walk. His hand was doing that three to five second pill rolling uh, mm-hmm. movement, and uh, he had that he had the what we call the Parkinsonian mask, where you you can't move your facial muscles, so you can't smile, and you can talk, but you know your facial muscles are frozen. And now he actually uh, is walking okay, and his tremor has gotten better, and. You know, it's pretty amazing what modern medicine has been able to do, especially with diseases like Parkinson's. These these diseases are tough. These uh, degenerative diseases of the brain, and I, I think that uh, 
we've got a ways to go before we can cure these. You know, it's hard to work on the brain and, and study the brain because most people won't let you open their head up. <laughs> we're all using it, yeah. Yeah, we're, they're still well, using it. We hope it. we're using it. But we, we need to get them right before they die so we can get some living tissue and see. So, But a lot of families, they don't like that. Well, I don't mind, Doc. If you want to get a piece of my brain, that's fine. We'd have to get through all that nicotine and tar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be worth it in the end. If you can find it, it's in there somewhere. Somewhere in there it is. It is, it is. So the the Hooties, I guess they're they're firing at everybody now. Why aren't we firing at the Hooties? I don't know. That's what all of America is asking. Why aren't we fighting? Why aren't we firing back? Why aren't we just letting them shoot at our ships? I, I don't care if the missiles are supposed to be going to Israel. They're going over our ships. Well, it's it's real simple. You just take a blockbuster bomb and you drop it in their neighborhood, and that's the end of it. One F-22. Could take them out. A B-2. They got to fly a B-2 in there, drop five or six of those things. And just get a couple of warthogs and let them go low and <laughs> blow them down. That'll scare I the heck out of anybody, I'll tell you. I love those. Planes. I love they, the warthog. They are... The, they are one of the most awesome planes ever built. Yep. And they are built for low combat. They are so well armed from underneath. And the, the, the Marines and the uh, and the soldiers, anyway, the Army, love, love them. Because they, oh, they come in and they, they just clear things out when they get into a big fight. And, you know, the other uh, airplane that was just unbelievably remarkable was the B-17. Those things would come in with half a wing gone. And they could they could fly back and land. I know they come in with half a tail, you know, barely anything yeah. left. I know, and it it it's just amazing what a workhorse that was, and what what abuse it took, and was able to uh, still fly home. Yeah, World War II aircraft. They knew what they were doing. And that's my uncle Jackie died uh, on one of those. He the, was a, a bomber. Yeah, yeah, he was in a B. He was a. He was a crewman on a B-17. They were coming back from a bombing mission, I think, from Hamburg. And uh, they got shot down over in the North Sea. And, of course, at that time, back in the 40s, if you ended up in the North Sea, it was a death sentence. There was no rescue boats or, uh, you know, uh, warm weather outfits and all that. There were no beepers to tell them where you were or anything like that. You froze to death. That was the end of it. And quickly, too, in the North Sea. Which is probably uh, merciful. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, he uh, he was uh, a hippy dippy kind of guy back in the late 30s and early 40s, and you know, playing the drums and smoking pot and doing all that stupid stuff. And when the war broke out, stopped all that, went and enlisted in the air for in the Army Air Force. Uh, that was a voluntary job, you know, when you went into the Army Air Force back then, because it, it had such a high uh, mortality rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they lost a lot of people, a lot of people. Not as many as the uh, German U-boat guys, but... They well, every had, time you shot one down, you lose 10 guys. Yeah, and, and, and so they probably had a 20 25% mortality rate. Yeah. And so that was tough. I have That's what Jimmy bomber. Stewart did. He was in a bomber. Jimmy Stewart was a captain yeah. in a bomber. Yeah. I, w- I have his Purple Heart here. Uh, Excuse me? Dad. I have my my uncle. Oh, Jack. I thought you had Jimmy Stewart's Purple Heart. I was going to say no, no, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy not, we never got wounded. I don't think. I, I, I asked him for it. 
He said, what, 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 what do you want it for, Doc? <laughs> for a miracle on 34th Street or whatever. Oh, that's still fine, fine. I'll send it on out to you. <laughs> so the Hooties have got the, uh, they've got the spy ship uh, helping them shoot at us, and uh, we're not happy. At least the American people aren't happy. But uh, the Hooties are happy. I'm sure. They, they're laughing. <laughs> they're laughing all the way. They're like, Yahoo, look at this. Uh, they must just, I, I don't, I can't explain it. But you're right. I, I think, think we should do something there. It, it's It's just, you're, it's the just, administration is so afraid of, of escalating things. Are, it's irrational. Well, come on. Well, you know, this I, is. Just I think shooting, the, you know, at us is escalating it. it, it what, we're just this defending like, ourselves. This is like Neville Chamberlain and before World War II. Well, we don't want to get uh, Hitler upset because it might widen the war. Uh, Hello. <laughs> the war is already here and it's widening whether you want it to or not. Exactly. So. You know, we're we're in the middle of of a war. Come on, we've yeah. got two proxies fighting on on two different fronts. But it's the same war. It's the same war, and we've and we've got men in Iraq fighting, and we've still got. I'm sure we've still got uh, uh, special forces in different parts of the of the uh, Middle East and the Far East. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, and so do the British, and so do the Israelis. I mean, we were, I think we're pretty well covered. Yeah, and if we if we don't stand up to these people, they'll run us over. I mean, that's what that's, they said they want to. That's what they want to do. That's what thugs and bullies want to do. They want to get you. Mm-hmm. The Iranians and the Russians they they've been saying this for decades. We're going to get you. Just yesterday, that, I was reading an article. Some Russian, I'm some high up Russian, said that the era of uh, democracy, the 500 year era of democracy, is over, and we're going to see to it. So. And that's the same with the, with the Chinese. The Chinese aren't aren't afraid of us militarily. I mean, they they don't think we're going to come in and and uh, and invade them and take over their country. They're afraid that democracy will take a foothold in China, and that we are the number one proponent of democracy. We export democracy along with dollars, mm. and uh, the Chinese don't like that. They want to maintain control. And that's why they're out to get us. Well, they better be careful. They, well, yeah. I mean, look, if they take on the United States, Japan, Taiwan, the Philippines, Australia, well, India will get pulled into it, of course. I mean, they they got their hands full, bud. Yeah. They, they won't be able to, to deal with all that. I like what we're doing in the Pacific right now. I was reading about this yesterday. We're taking uh, – we have, up until now, we've been grouping – <laughs> this kind of amazing how history repeats itself. We've been taking all our aircraft and we've been keep, keeping them the same in the same place in like three different large bases throughout the Southern Pacific, the, the Central Pacific. And it's finally dawned on them, hey, this is kind of like Pearl Harbor. We've got everything bundled up together. We'll take a couple missiles, take these things out. So now they're reopening all these small uh, airports that we built, like uh, Tinian Island. We're opening up Tinian Island again. For bombers, and, and, and we're going to play a little game of guess where our planes are with the Chinese. So they would have to bomb specific areas with missiles that they think planes are in if they're still there. So it's going to be a little cat and mouse game with the Chinese for the rest of the decade, probably. 
Yeah. Tell me this, Ken. Do we have any oil? Do we have any fuel left? Or, <laughs> or did Joe give it all away to somebody? Uh, well, well, I'm sure we'll find some aviation fuel to keep the Air Force going. I hope we do. That's called rationing, Doc. Remember those days? Oh, yeah. I remember. You remember the Teapot Dome scandal back in the 1920s? Yeah. That, that was the Secretary of the Interior was selling our strategic oil reserves that were supposed to be earmarked for our Navy <laughs> to, his, to his buddies. <laughs> Over at Shell? And it brought down Warren Harding's uh, uh, regime. Did. Yeah. He didn't know what was going on in his cabinet. No, he didn't. And then he what, had a heart attack and dropped dead. And, yeah. Oh, well. I know. Well, well, you know, that's uh, we got to start doing something. We just can't let them run all over us. We we got to. We have to. If we don't, uh, we're going to sink further into this mire of uh, uh, ineffectiveness that seems to be uh, sweeping across the country. And I mean, it's like the southern border. What are we doing? I mean, are are we just going to let millions of people walk across the border? Well, I tell you, sir, the, the northern states are beginning to catch on now. That there might be a problem. Yeah, they better. Well, what Texas is doing is very effective. Again, up in Chicago just yesterday, or last week rather, a couple days ago, a bus showed up. But Chicago put some rules in that if they don't drop them off in a specific area, they will be fined. $750 per person. The bus company will. So the bus companies are now just dropping them off in suburbs all over Chicago. (laughs) Telling them Chicago's that way. Walk that way. You got to, driving everybody crazy up there. You walked up the the, the Central American uh, isthmus. You can you can walk a few more miles. That's right. <laughs> Get your butt it's, over. That's thirty miles to the north. Go ahead. But they're just dropping them off in the suburbs now, where there are no laws. But there will be. I'm sure these um, communities will put those laws in effect soon. But they're getting the message, and now, that's did good. They give them a little box lunch or a sack lunch to before they send them on their thirty mile walk north. I, they just opened the door and said. Well, you could probably drop them off in Gary, Indiana, and nobody would even know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about fifty of them, I think they were dropping off per per drop. So, and and now I see uh, Texas governor is flying them, chartering jets, and nice looking jets too. I mean, yeah, one of those landed O'Hare too last week, I think. So, yeah, and then what do you do? Do you, you you just get out and you walk into the into the terminal, and, and then what happens? Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> and neither did they. Neither the people in Chicago or anywhere else up north right now. Now, when I fly, the TSA scans me and, you know, pulls my pants down and everything else. <laughs> I have to show an ID to get on the plane and, and a ticket. And these guys are coming in with no no identification, and they're letting them on planes. And yeah. letting them get on the planes and go wherever they want. Well, if it's a charter like they sent to O'Hare, I guess they could get away with that because everybody on the plane has been vetted yeah, by them, they, I would think. When they get off, if they got money, they want to go to New York because that's where their cousins are. Well, they should family. go through customs, shouldn't they? They're, what are they going to do? They don't have any identification. They that's don't right. Have passports. How are you going to go through customs? I don't know. They I don't just know let that. them come through. They just let them walk through. I don't, I, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a heck of a way to run a country, Doc. It 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 just it makes absolutely no sense. And my crazy sisters are like, "Well, we never had immigration laws. The hell we didn't. We, we had immigration laws starting back in the 19th century." 
Yeah, that's Ellis Island. Go take a look at it. It's still there. At the, we put a quota on the number of, of immigrants coming from China uh, back in the 1870s, 1860s, 1870s, 1880s, because of the fear of uh, uh, the labor market being flooded with cheap labor and then people that had been born here and and were citizens, they wouldn't be able to get a job and, and make a living because the Chinese would come in and they would work for less money. You know, their needs were less and uh, they lived uh, communally and um, and they take jobs away from the uh, Native Americans. And when I say Native Americans, I mean people who were born in this country, not people who crossed U- U.S. The- citizens. Yeah, not people who crossed the Siberian landmass 10,000 years ago. That's a different kind of right, exactly. That's a different kind of Native American. But at any rate, it's it's just unbelievable that we are allowing this. And I, I don't understand what the end game is. Do they think these people are going to vote for them or what? I, I think that is what they're hoping in the long run, yeah. It's never worked for them before, has it? Well, maybe we're playing a numbers game. Maybe they figure they can get a certain percentage of these folks. And then I heard uh, heard Chuck Schumer say, "Well, we need we need uh, laborers. We need people to work." Well, hell, I I don't think that's true, Ken. There's a lot of people just sitting around doing nothing. I think that's I think that's uh, just agriculture. Oh, that's just agriculture. That's just agriculture. You know, because the it's tough work being out there picking lettuce. You know. And a lot of Americans don't want to do that yet. I I thought I might become a lettuce picker at one point. In my <laughs> did you really? I did. It was an aspiration of yours, was it? It was an aspiration. <laughs> I was trying to get ahead of the game. Okay. Need more lettuce. <laughs> That's where the money is. Um, <laughs> you know what's a good thing? It's giving away mugs. Let's do it. Let's give away a mug. We're going to give you a little Christmas present, but you got to work for it just a little bit. Not too hard today. The question's easy. Two, Dr. Bill, you have a Radio MD coffee mugs up for grabs under our Christmas tree at 877-969-8600. The first person who can correctly answer this question, which saint were we talking about at the top of the show this morning? Which saint were we talking about at the top of the show this morning? Thinking what time of the year it is, should be pretty easy. 877-969-8600, 877-969-8600. First caller to correct answer wins. Ain't that right, Doc? That's right, buddy. And remember now, it's not St. William. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's, I'll give you one hint. It's not St. William. <laughs> and, and so St. William is now going to go get a cup of coffee. And you can always see me at the office, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We'll be right back. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The Israeli military says 14 soldiers have been killed in combat in the Gaza Strip over the weekend. Some of the bloodiest days of battle since the start of Israel's ground offensive in late October and a sign that Hamas is still putting up a fight. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told his cabinet meeting this morning, quote, the war exacts a heavy price but we must continue the fighting. With Christmas tomorrow, you might want to check the list of what stores are open and closed twice, from retail to grocery chains. Many companies across the U.S. will shut their doors on Christmas Day, including Walmart and Target. 
Others opt to cut back hours, but there's also a handful of businesses that will be staying open tomorrow. CVS, McDonald's amongst them. Before you run out the door on Christmas, if you must, it's wise to double-check operating hours, which can change by location, the companies say. This is SRN News. Deck. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour. This report is brought to you by Auto Glass America. Mostly cloudy skies for today, high 75. Overcast and mild tonight, good weather for Santa, low 66. Christmas Day tomorrow, cloudy, a shower in spots of the afternoon, high 71. Couple of showers Tuesday morning, otherwise cloudy, high 75. Get your weather news when and how you want it wherever you are. Download our free app or visit AccuWeather.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon for AM860, The Answer. All right, I'm back with Ken. We've got a show going on here, and I don't know what we're talking about, a little bit of everything, but... Uh, we're just winging it today. Yeah. We're just winging it today. It's 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 a holiday eve, so what are you doing tonight for, for Christmas Eve, Ken? Uh, big dinner. Family all shows up at the house, and they're cooking it right now. We're going to go down to uh, St. Pete Beach, and there's a, a restaurant called Spinner's. It's on... It's on the 14th floor of the old uh, Holiday Inn Hotel, which was bought by somebody, and they refurbished and rehabbed it. I don't know how good the food is, but I'm guessing there's going to be fireworks down on St. Pete Beach tonight. 
they eat, a lot of the hotels they usually do that on holiday eves and holidays. Oh, that so should that's be nice. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, and the boy's back in town, uh, so we're we're going to take him out and wine and dine and have some fun. And uh, so I'll I'm, be I'm, I'll be on KP tonight. That's what I'll be doing. Yeah, I'll be well, doing yeah. dishes. I'll be taking care of the dishes afterwards. I'll be I'll be making dirty dishes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my job tonight. And I'll tell you what, Diane Woodrow's job was to call us and get a correct answer for the mugs, and she did just that. Good Diane. job, Diane. Diane Woodrow from uh, Diane. Bradenton. From Bradenton. Bradenton, I've heard of that place. Down south, yeah. It, that's right near Sarasota, isn't it? Just north of Sarasota, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's a hot area right now. So Diane knew that the saint we were talking about at the top of the show was good old St. Nick. Santa Claus Santa. himself. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Well, congratulations, Diane, and thanks for listening. We love you, we need you, and we want you. And thanks to everybody who tried. We had a lot of folks calling in today. Oh, good, good. Well, I wish that I could give mugs to everybody. Now, if you come to the practice and you join the practice, uh, you can get two free mugs. We have them sitting out on the front table in the waiting room. So uh, anytime you want to become a patient, and we do have, as we've said before, Ken, we do have some Medicare uh, Advantage plans that we take. And you're looking at what, the, the Blue Cross Blue Shield one? That I'm going to go with a GAP. Okay. I'm going with a GAP plan. I like the, the flexibility. I can go to you. I don't have to worry about being in a network or anything like that. So I like the GAP plans. There you go. And so we have a lot of opportunities for people on Medicare, and we also accept most insurances. Some of them don't don't pay very well, and so we don't take them. But we're not on uh, we're not on any big uh, uh, HMO plans, so we're we're not tied down by the restrictions of the HMOs that uh, that try to keep you from getting the care that you need. Yeah, because if you recommend a test, I want to be able to take that test without yeah, somebody and, t- between us saying, "No, you can't do that." Well, it, I think it's fair that that. Uh, that occasionally somebody questions me and says, Hey, do you really need this? Cause you know, you're on the fly and you're trying to get everything done. And, and, and you just, you just say, well, look, I think this would be the best test for you right now. And it, it may not be occasionally I may go overboard and occasionally I may go underboard. I mean, that's just human nature, but uh, you got to be persistent. If you think you need something and I think you need something, then we got to do it. And uh, Beth, our front office lady, she is good at, at getting, uh, getting permission to do these studies. And, and if I am able to talk with the medical director at the, uh, at the insurance company, that's challenging whether or not a procedure is necessary, I'd say 95% of the time I can convince them. Mm-hmm. And that's without even lying, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes your time. I mean, there are other things you're going to be doing with that time. It, it, yes, it, it does take time, and it, it, is a, it is a nuisance. And back in the 80s when the HMOs were coming in, a lot of doctors were saying, oh, well, we've been unethical. We've ordered too many tests. And, and yes, we did keep people in the hospital longer than they should have been. But some of that was just because we didn't know. And I think that uh, in that respect, the HMOs have been good in driving us to uh, look more closely at what we can do in hospital and out of hospital. 
And also the technology's gotten better, Ken. So a lot of things like, you know, you'd go in for a hernia repair repair in 1970, you'd be in the hospital for two or three days. Now it's an outpatient procedure. Is it really? Yeah. You just go in. Do a scope kind of thing? Well, the the scope is one way to do it, but uh, most of the surgeons like the open uh, procedure where they can put the mesh in. It's better. It holds longer. There's less redos. And, but you go in and they, you're an NPO, no food to eat in the morning, and uh, you, you get prepped and you go in and they give you the, the, uh, the propofol, which knocks you out and takes the surgeon 20 minutes. You go sit in a room, you wake up, you've had a really nice nap from the propofol. <laughs> and of course your groin hurts like hell, but that's too bad. They have, <laughs> you have pills yeah. for that. Yeah, we got pills for that. And uh, once you're awake and alert, they boot you out. Somebody drives you home. That's, well, that's good. Keep costs down. If you don't have to be there, don't be there. Yeah, And, and you know what? There's less infections. Uh, there's less uh, side effects. There's less complications because you got to get up and get moving. And in the old days, we thought, oh, don't move uh, and you'll heal better. Now we know for a lot of things, if you get up and you move, you actually will heal quicker. Did you know that? No. Why is that? The body just functions that way? Yeah, it it stimulates uh, blood flow. It stimulates the immune system to get busy and fight off any foreign uh, invaders. And it it just it does a lot of things that you would think are healthy things to do if you're exercising. So you get your butt up and you get moving. Uh, I told you after I had my knee the, the morning after surgery, I asked the surgeon if I was stable. And he said, you were stable 60 seconds after I glued everything onto your, your bones, <laughs> they glued on. I said, can I walk around? He said, sure. I walked around the whole hospital with a walker, dropped in the administrative office, said hello to everybody, <laughs> went and had lunch with the guys. <laughs> so get up, keep moving. If you, if, if, you got to get up, up and yep. move. you got to get up and go. That's the only way you can, you can do it for most things. I mean, some things you can't, but most things. And, uh, so that's that's a good thing that I think the HMOs have helped pushed uh, that we find better technology and we have better science on how to pe- how to treat people postoperatively and how to keep them out of the hospital. That's okay. That's okay with me. All right. Well, I'm still going with the gap plan. Yeah. No. Do it. That's it's all. It's a little good. more expensive, but it's I like the freedom. So Israel Signal said it uh, could agree to the Palestinian Authority coming back in and taking over after the war. And I see where where, uh, Joe uh, has convinced them, at least for now, not to uh, engage Hezbollah in in southern Lebanon. So we'll see if that holds up. I I don't know what Hezbollah is going to do. Do you think they're going to jump in or do you think that I I think we bombed them fairly well, quietly uh, and Gave them a little warning shot that if they jump in, the United States will be in it too, full, full. I mean, we're already in it, but we'll be in it full force. Yeah, I don't know. I think we, I, my gut tells me in the end they'll all be in it, but including Iran and us and Britain and Australia and all of us. Well, you know what? We could take Iran off the map in in, in a couple of hours, for God's sakes. Well, we could destroy their whole air force in about fifteen minutes. Yeah. They're still flying our old F-117s, I think, or something like that. Are they? Yeah. Well, you remember what, what Reagan did when he came in? 
he bombed he took out their whole navy i mean it wasn't much of a navy he took every every ship out and then all they had were those little uh speed boats remember that and they yeah i do yeah <laughs> they'd put a they'd put a torpedo on it and run out and try and blow up something and come back and <laughs> the american ships were uh shooting them in the water blowing them out with a you know those uh, Gatlin guns that they use? Right. Those things are neat. They are. <laughs> and, as long as you're on the firing side, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I mean they'll they'll make uh, they'll make mincemeat out of you. That's for sure. Yeah, we need Ronnie again. Or we need uh, we need somebody. I I, I think Trump was uh, quietly doing a good job uh, on the foreign uh, front on the war front. I know that he sent troops into Syria and uh, back into Iraq, and I still think we have a presence in Iraq and Syria. Certainly. I'm, I don't know about I, Syria, but I know Iraq's. I think we're still in Syria. Yeah. Th- and uh, one of my friends who was a Marine, ex-Marine, he had gone through the military academy through uh, uh, Annapolis, and so he graduated from the Naval Academy, and he was a captain in the Marines. And I said, why'd you get out? He said, no wars. So if there's no wars, you can't move up. I, and, oh, I see. Yeah. Uh. And so he said, I, you know, it was a dead end job for me. Uh, I would have had to stay in for 20, 30 more years before I could make it up to the top press. I think a captain in the uh, Marines and in the Navy is is like a colonel in the Army and Air Force, full bird. So at any rate, he said, oh, yeah, he was talking with some of his friends and they had their, I don't know what they are, 155 millimeter artillery pieces, and they they were shelling the crap out of, <laughs> out of the ISIS guys and and uh, and the the rebels in Syria. And I guess that's when they killed 15 or 20 Russians. Do you remember that? Now I remember. Yes, a few years back. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was uh, that was our boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done, gentlemen. Good job, Joe. <laughs> Speaking of Trump. Did you see where the Supreme Court said no? They're not going to fast track uh, the uh, the process to decide whether or not uh, he actually committed a crime and and was involved in the uh, insurrection and all that, whatever that means. I don't. I didn't see an insurrection. Well, I no, thought it, an in- that's a, the, the immunity question. I think right. Is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether he was immune because he was an ex president, and uh, I guess the. Uh, the prosecuting attorney in New York thought, well, this is going to really make my day. I'll be a hero and the Supreme Court will rule in my favor and all that. And the Supreme Court said, eh, I don't think this is really <laughs> something that we have to fast track, which is a way of them saying we've looked at this and we're underwhelmed, which means that uh, this DA, what's his name, Smith? Yes. He, uh, uh, he lost the first inning, the mm. first round of the boxing match. He got KO'd. Yeah, he's going to reschedule that trial. That's not going to start and, in March. No, and uh, they're going to. And and I would guess that when the Supreme Court does start taking up all this stuff uh, that they're accusing Trump of and trying to criminalize, uh, they're going to overturn most of this. I mean, first of all, the the legislature has no business deciding what are secret documents and what are not. That is an executive branch function, not a legislative function. So, and you haven't heard much about that lately, have you? Not a word really. No, just kind of went because, away yeah, because they can't do anything. I mean, they they have nothing to prosecute. 
Uh, and if they do, and it goes to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's going to say, well, this law is unconstitutional, and that's the end of that. And now, throwing him off the ballot, when he hasn't even been, a, a, not only has he not been accused of a crime, he was acquitted by the Senate. So he's already been tried and acquitted, and uh, and now they're trying to make it a criminal uh, private citizen situation, and nobody's found any evidence that he did anything wrong. Yet Colorado says, well, he's, he's a born to insurrection, and so now we're not going to let him be on the ballot in Colorado. That ain't going to stand, Ken. <laughs> For a second. That, when it, that is not going to You haven't been convicted of anything. You haven't been, he hadn't even been charged. You're not an insurrectionist unless you're convicted of being an insurrectionist or whatever they're going to use. And I thought an insurrection was when you picked up arms and went after the government. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, QAnon, you remember him, the crazy sure. guy? Mm-hmm. The weapon he had, it was a flagpole with a ball on the end. He's going to be a battering ram. <laughs> He's running for office right now. I thought he was still uh, locked up. No, he's out. He's he did his time. He's running for office. I forgot. I think it's in Arizona. Not you know, sure. He's, he's manic depressive. He's he's got major psychiatric issues. Well, then government work is fine for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll fit right in. That's right. He and Joe could probably be big buddies in Fetterman. They're, they could have a party. <laughs> oh man, world's Democracy. gone crazy, Doc. The world's gone crazy. Is democracy messy or what? It is. It's terrible. Let's find something else. Let's put King Doc. King Doc. I'm I'm all for it. Listen, Julius Caesar said, hey, democracy ain't working. I'm taking over. <laughs> and actually, things ran pretty well for a few hundred years in Rome. They lasted till I guess, remnants of the empire lasted until, what, 14, 1500, when, when Constantinople finally fell to the, to the uh, Turks. Dang Turks. <laughs> and they and they they turned that beautiful church into uh into uh into a mosque and it hurt my feelings. I was alive then. Well, were you? Yeah, I was there and uh, I fled. <laughs> but at any rate, <laughs> now we're back to it and did you know that a lot of the Muslim world celebrates Christmas? Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, people. Why, all why, over, why are they celebrating Christmas? Well, they they think Jesus was a good guy, and you know, he oh. was a, a, like a, a a prophet or whatever. Right and, in the Muslim religion, he is considered a prophet. Yes. Yeah, he's considered a prophet, and and of course, who doesn't like presents? Come on. I mean, of course. The, when I was buying uh, equipment and supplies from the Chinese for the toenail gel, they celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Halloween. And they'd send me Christmas cards. Who doesn't like a good party? Who doesn't like a good party? Everybody loves Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, during the break, I turned around and I noticed a big red box behind me. Somebody has dropped off a a Christmas present for me. And then I saw Roger P. Shulman in the hallway. So Roger came by, drop off a Christmas present for me this morning. Wasn't it nice of him? Well, uh, be careful now. Make sure you x-ray it and scan it and and wipe it down for explosives. (laughs) Why would... would (laughs) Why would Roger P. Shulman want to hurt me? Well, that's oh, it's Roger. Oh, yes. okay. Well, no, no, Roger, Roger came P. in. Roger, Roger was, P. All right, yeah. it's Roger P. Then that's okay. You can open. It. All right, good. I was starting to worry about Boom. Roger. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> 
any any rate, I'm, I'm waiting for a couple more presents to show up. I, I think that they're supposed to be delivered. Amazon, I think, is still delivering today, this evening. I would imagine so, yeah. And uh, they promised they would have it here by, by uh, Christmas Eve, so I'm waiting for it. Uh, we, we got a case of wine from my wife's uh, nephew. He sent one really good bottle and two really crappy bottles. And <laughs> so uh, we're going to send them all back except for the good bottle. We, by the way, we opened the crappy bottles and tasted them. Now we got that's, that's anybody who drops by here. We got some of this. Yeah, yeah. we'll get. We, that's true. We can give the the, the crappy stuff to uh, our company. There you go. Take it down <laughs> to the beach and give it away to the bums. <laughs> so poor Trump. They're just beating the crap out of him, and his numbers still go up. Go figure. Yeah. Well, you know, the base loves the guy, but we'll see how the Iowa thing goes. And did you see where Gavin Newsom said that uh, he did not want to see uh, uh, Trump kicked off of the ballot in, in California? He said, we decide things at the polls, not not in the courts. Gavin Newsom. Good for him. Good for him. I guess he still wants to uh, take Joe's place if Joe falls down and breaks his, his noggin, <laughs> which he very may, very well might that, do. I mean, that second term. How old will he be at the end? 88? Some some ridiculous. Like that? I don't know. You're really, really old to be president. It's it's not the the numerical age. It's the uh, physiologic age. And the guy's got such such a bad case of Parkinson's disease that he's not going to be able to do this much longer. You just can't. I mean, you can't because Parkinson's is a progressive disease. Yeah. So I don't know. You know. I don't know why he's decided to run. I really don't. I, I think that uh, he just has so much hubris and, uh, you know, he's so narcissistic. But oh, you got to be narcissistic to be president. Uh, you have to be. I mean, you have to think that you're the best and that your stuff doesn't stink. That's right. And you got to get out of bed in the morning and say, nobody can do this job but me. And uh, I think that's most of the presidents. Some are a little more vocal about it, like Trump. But uh, you look at almost all the presidents, and they're they're all very uh, they're all a personalities, all of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and they you have to be a little sociopathic too. Well, but I I loved Abraham Lincoln's sense of humor, and one of his generals uh, was killed uh, during a battle or or a kidnapping or something during the Civil War, and uh, so he tried to make light of it. He said, you know, we really. He, we really sorry. We're sorry to see the general go, but we really hated losing the horse. <laughs> <laughs> he was a funny guy. I remember a, a story he that a, a Grant won some major victory along the Mississippi River somewhere, I think uh, Vicksburg or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> Lincoln said when he was told about it, they said, "Well, he sounds like a great general." He said, "Yeah, well, he drinks a lot." He said, "Well, get a bottle of what he drinks and send it to everybody in my command." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whenever he's drinking, I That's want right. everybody else. Everybody gets a bottle. Lincoln had a hard time getting people to attack. <laughs> that that reminds me. What time are we supposed to start drinking on Christmas Eve? I forgot. What is time it, is it? <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere in the world. Exactly. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Doc! Do I'm looking fun? at one minute. Now, less than one minute in the show. This one just went zipping right by today. I know we had a lot of fun. I don't know if anybody else had fun, but we did. That's right. Exactly. That's all that counts. <laughs> all right. So I'm at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And on Restream, 
your name and my face keep flashing back and forth. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to come over there and figure out what the hell you've done with my Zoom and my restream. I'm it's gonna it's not me. I can't take any responsibility for that whatsoever. We've got 28 seconds here. You want to give the phone number a couple more times? 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. I want to wish everybody a really Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. Ken, you have a good one, buddy. Give your wife and your kids a hug and a kiss for me, and I'm out of here. Right back at you, Doc. We'll talk to you, uh, well, we'll talk to you next week. Next week, we'll be right back here. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Can Care Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.